In the 2020s, a pandemic crippled the world. Some panicked, some denied it. These two guys stayed home, drank, and watched movies. These are the Jameson Tapes. Hey, let's sink it and drink it. I've got an Irish car bomb ready. And plop. Hot damn, that was tasty. Hey, welcome to the Jameson Tapes, everybody. This is episode three. And for episode three, real, real turning point for this as a series, uh, <laughs> we watched something we didn't expect to be bad. <laughs> yeah, which we will be doing. We're not going to just watch yeah. good, bad movies, bad, bad movies. It's really just whatever yeah. Al and I want to watch. This isn't us just like riffing on shitty films. No, no. I-, I see the merit in podcasts like that. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Shout out to The Worst Idea of All Time, which is a good podcast. And How Did This Get Made, which is another good one. But hey, welcome to the show. It's the show where we drink and watch movies and then we talk about it. That's going to have to pass for a tagline. I mean, that's it. You all know what this what we're about here. But that's it. Uh, you if, just did if, an Irish car bomb. What else did you Over do? the course of the film, I drank four tall boys of Strongbow Dry Cider. So I've saved this story. I haven't said it yet on this podcast. Uh, so I am drinking. It's called Sin Ship, like Sin, and then a ship, a boat. 1930 huh. smoked rum. By that, it is rum aged in, I believe, whiskey barrels. It's either whiskey or scotch. Uh, nice. It's delicious. A lot of stuff gets aged in barrels, but rum is kind of one of the more interesting things I've had. Uh, having a smoky flavor to rum, it's just kind of magical. And I love I love peatiness in my spirits. My favorite scotch is Laphroaig. And this is that peat volume, but it's just, it's very, very good. I like it. And the story of how I discovered this is it was Thanksgiving of last year. And my mom said, hey, I need you to run down to those the corner store to get i forget what i was getting like some like dressing or something and i run down there i'm like going up and down the aisles trying to find this thing and i keep passing by this uh, this dude with a little a table out with just stuff on it and normally i would entertain it but i'm in a bit of a hurry thanksgiving dinner is gonna happen i pass by enough that he just basically like locks eyes with me and goes no 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 come here i swear and i was like ah okay what's up and he says do you want to try my small batch rum aged in whiskey barrels Give me two minutes and I'll be right back. Yes, I do. <laughs> like, he knew. He knew I would do it. And sure enough, yeah, like, I, I finished off whatever else I was drinking that month. And I came back and I bought Sinship. And my God, is it delicious. It's local to San Diego County. But if you can find it in the stores, definitely give it a try. I Rum is something I have not broken into very much. And I think this is a really good kind of introduction because it's kind of like more the scotch whiskey bourbon thing and then coming into rum. But hell yeah. You probably know a lot uh, more about rum than I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm into the tiki drinks, so I got a... I, I have, like, four separate bottles of rum for different cocktails just upstairs ready to go. And when it comes to tiki cocktails, I like something Jamaican with a little banana funk on it. Yeah. I'll go with Apple, Appleton Estate is, is really good for that. But probably my go-to rum is uh, Plantation Five Year. Aside from that, you reminded me of, I went to, anyone who knows me knows, uh, I go to a big gathering of pirates once a year. And this year, one of our admirals brought along uh, some rum he ordered, some sketchy rum he ordered from a guy. Oh, no. It's a guy who makes uh, pirate-based rum that includes gunpowder. Oh, shit. And I'm glad for the sake of authenticity and piratiness, I tasted it, but it is fucking terrible. Gunpowder, if you can get your hands on it, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just use it as, you know, something flammable. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was just going to be like gunpowder gin, which is just named because it's still got an abv to where if it gets in your gunpowder the gunpowder isn't useless yeah no apparently that was just throwing gunpowder and fucking rum (laughs) yeah no there it's it's rum with actual gunpowder in it i i i put that into my body once twice because he's the guy who if anyone's ever seen the uh, let's play series i record on occasion called drunken pirate gaming nights with admiral admiral ash is the one who gave that to me and he gave it to me during drunken pirate gaming nights and i was like this is fucking terrible but then we were out at the pirate gathering and he was just going around handing the bottle bottle to people to take shots because he was shit-faced and so was i when he handed it to me i had no memory of our my previous encounter with the rum <laughs> i was just like oh hey yeah rum <laughs> <laughs> well 
What have you done to me? But yeah, good drink talk. Yes. Uh, we watched a movie. <laughs> we watched a movie as recommended to us by our producer and editor and all-around awesome dude, Sade. Sade rules. We watched uh, an A24 movie, and anyone familiar with Undercooked Analysis, stuff like that, knows we're we're not unfamiliar with the A24 oeuvre. I, I'm a fan of A24. I, I am a fan. Even if um, I haven't seen everything that they put out, I have yet to see a movie from A24 that doesn't impress me and stick with me and i have, just, i can agree it's quality we have more than a few a24 movies to watch on our list i'm excited for all of them typically i get something good out of every experience and this is no different but we watched lamb 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 came out last year i think so it is by far the most recent thing we've watched on the show and it was a film made in iceland it is very icelandic Iceland is all over this movie, even though it's going to be samples of the recording of when we watched it. That's where we're going to say Norway a lot of times because we did not look anything up about this film really until after we watched it. I kind of prefer doing that personally. Like, obviously, there's things we're going to know about, but I like going into films just being surprised. Yeah, no, I went into this film having seen the trailer like maybe a couple months ago and that's it from the beginning it's hard to get like actually find out about this film and not just have it spoiled of oh yeah there's a half lamb half person like that's not even a spoiler that's literally on the poster you know for this fucking movie so i don't feel bad saying that at the outset and not giving a spoiler warning that's not a spoiler do we want to get into it do we want to do we want to run this film down let's let's do it all right oh this is also so, a Keynes film festival joint so i wonder if there's any of one uh, there's got to be something else on our list that's also from Keynes, but i guess we'll see yeah so this movie opens up and hey sheep exist it is crazy iceland winter it is a blizzard essentially Sheep exist in a, on a farm in Iceland, happy to do all their little sheepy things. And we hear some heavy, some heavy, heavy breathing amongst the sheep. Okay, and... so it opens with a POV shot of whatever it is doing this heavy breathing that's just walking slow, just walking slow. It passes oh, yeah. a herd yeah. of like horses, There's... just eventually comes upon this little sheep enclosure. And the sheep are all like very well coordinated in this movie. For what they do, uh, this like door opens, figure in yeah. darkness is there, breathing all heavy. You, yeah, you can guess what happens, but it was it was very well done. From there, we go to our main characters, who we didn't find out the names of till well into the film, but we're yeah. going to say now are Maria and Ingvar. They're a married couple who apparently own the entirety of Iceland, from <laughs> as far as I can see. <laughs> I think they, yeah, they own like a good fifth of the arable land. They have a lot of land. We get to see them live in their Iceland farm life. Between the two of them, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like, you know, intimacy or affection, anything like that. We get a lot of that there's yeah. nothing going on. <laughs> we get 20 straight minutes in this movie of like nothing happening, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Bisbee and I went into this having seen The Lighthouse, so (laughs) (laughs) I knew something was going to happen. Yeah, no, like, I I, I never thought that it was not going to deliver, but we did have to just start kind of, we were getting antsy and just started going, okay, so when's when's Grendel showing up? Definitely an A24 movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just a documentary of being in Scandinavia. Yeah. I feel like I'm fully qualified to be Scandinavian now. (laughs) You said documentary, not training video. (laughs) (laughs) okay what do i say nothing (laughs) talking should be a minimal although i mean if i had to live in fear of grendel every winter i probably wouldn't say much either damn it fucking grendel got into the barn again (laughs) (laughs) got another pregnant sheep over here grendel (laughs) because you teased him once it's been 20 (laughs) minutes and no more grendel oh Yes, you're going to hear a lot of talk about the Grendel. <laughs> so, yeah, there's not a lot of intimacy. They're, they they have a lot of sheep, and they're helping the sheep give birth. And I, I looked this up in the midst of our pee break between film and recording. And, yeah, the in, in preparation for her role, Numi Rapace, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, spent time on an Icelandic farm and learned how to help sheep birth a lamb. So from there, we get lots of shots of an actress pulling uh, sheep, pulling baby sheep out of out of sheep vagina. Like just straight up, not you yeah. Know, they didn't try to 
CG that. They didn't try to do any kind of camera trickery. No, they just they waited for sheep to be to start birthing, and they just fucking did it, which is cool. Just just a couple times, it 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 straight up happens on camera. But then one of those times. Before we get to that, I cannot stress enough how much nothing happens in the first twenty oh minutes. <laughs> there, there is a like, lot of nothing. We we talked about the A twenty four thing, but man, there is there is just a full several minute scene of Maria drinking coffee and reading a book. <laughs> Maybe going to A twenty four now. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit to being a little bummed out just now. And it cut to this shot of a woman silently reading. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I get what they're establishing. I do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Plot progression. Yeah, we got a movie. All right. We are at the 18-minute mark. <laughs> There's Ingvar. Yeah. The husband is working on the tractor and yep. feeding the sheep. And there's little teases throughout, which are like the sheep are like... Even through the whole entire movie, the sheep are like, something's going on out there. The cat, the dog, all of them are like, they they know that Grendel's out there. They just keep teasing it over and over again. The audience, us as the audience are going, yeah, yeah, he needs to show up right now, okay? Why hasn't it happened yet? Finally, one day they're they're helping another sheepy give birth, and we don't we don't get the re- quite the reveal here. No, they're they're very careful about showing us stuff in what they show. Very very particular, which, uh, which but I they they help one of the sheepies give birth, but while they don't show what happens, it's clear something's up. Yes, they're very. Ingvar and Maria are very like just kind of taken aback, not not disgusted, just shocked it's a lamb person baby like we know this yeah everyone knows this seeing the trailer knows it. yeah there's a lot of biblical imagery in this film a lot oh, if we're not gonna spoil anything but i'm pushing ahead a little bit yeah there's we have to jump around a little bit there's the scene where they're sleeping on the couch and they're watching a movie and they're both kind of like falling asleep not paying attention to the movie or whatever mm-hmm. and she asks him what's going on in the movie he says it's like a folk tale or something. I wasn't paying attention. Something about folklore. This entire movie plays out like a folk tale. Oh, yeah. A blending of like traditional Icelandic Scandinavian folklore and kind of the early Christian influence, which I studied yeah. a good amount of in, in college, actually. And it's very, like, unfortunately, everything we know about Scandinavians and the Vikings like was written by Icelandic monks unfortunately they, yeah. they just did not write much down so there is always a blending of the two and this film we keep saying grendel because beowulf but like yeah like there's that there like maria mary is always dressed in blue which is associated visually speaking in art with the virgin mary has a lamb jesus is referred to as you know the lamb it's all very very on the note yeah. and a peter the uncle who we'll get to peter like you know the fucking name peter peter paul and mary right <laughs> i keep thinking to myself like is there something there or is that just a framing device and i don't really know because you could argue this was an immaculate conception not literally but figuratively like it did just happen and yeah it, in, in their eyes is kind of like oh my god it's a miracle hearing you say it now it should have struck me as blatantly obvious the whole like lamb thing and yeah. maria thing but yeah it is pretty pretty on the nose now that i hear you say it and it's even like they're not really in a manger scene but it, it is all very just rustic and yeah it just feels very very biblical with folklore thrown in so that's that's kind of the tone of this movie I guess is what I'm trying to get to is uh, a lot of nothing going on because farming and husbandry, I'm sure, is a very, very repetitive, boring thing. But it is an A24 film, so there's a lot of just little teases here and there. It does make you wait for it. I guess my only real critique or like input on this would be like, you you know, you could have sped this up. However, this film is 106 minutes. And that's it. And I will say I kind of appreciate... The thing I always think about when I'm watching A24 movies is, like, in the real world, people aren't always just fucking talking. Very true. If you're alone, you're not fucking talking to yourself. If you're with someone, it's not, like, constant conversation. Sometimes you're just with someone and there's silence. 
And sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes you just enjoy someone's company and you can just sit with someone. But yeah. Yeah. I love me some A24 movies. Same, <laughs> same. Even if they're very fantastical, the films feel very human. This is a human experience. This is a human story. Yeah. And it is clear that they, you know, were really particular with their casting. Because the Ingvar and Maria play off each other very well. We, while watching it, were questioning if these were actors or, like, farm people that they just got to be in their movie. Right. And then we realized <laughs> yeah, they're totally actors. But, 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 I mean, that's the mark of good acting and casting and direction. Coming back to the plot. The plot. The sheepy with human parts is born. They're kind of like, what the hell? But eventually they, they bring it into the house. And not only do they bring it into the house, they already have a crib ready for it. Which, man, I didn't even realize that they already had the crib. Right. So it implies the old kind of standby cinema thing of it's it's a mom who was either unable to conceive or had a miscarriage or some something to that effect. You know what? Okay, it's an overused trope, but... I do admire the idea of what if we have like this movie about like custody battles and the definition of being a parent. Yeah. How about like there's a half lamb, half person? And she's gonna fight a, <laughs> a, a, a sheep. <laughs> also, like the Grindel might be involved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, this is gonna sound weird. We have a child support check in the mail. <laughs> you know who the Grendel is? <laughs> Grendel, comma the what the fuck? <laughs> sure, yeah, they've been trying. Um, at least they tried at some point and were unsuccessful, and it's it certainly hurt their relationship. Oh wait, no, they're at the grave later, so they probably already had a child and it passed oh. away. Yep, I think we just pieced that together. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like a parent, and they were naming it after their parent, but you're no. totally right. Yeah, I think I think they already had a child and it passed away. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. This is the thing yeah. when you get blasted and watch movies. Brain's not fully <laughs> engaging. So um, undoubtedly, there's going to be people listening to this going, you guys are fucking stupid. Yes. Later in the movie, we see Maria visiting a grave, and it is for someone named Ada or Ada. We're saying Ada, uh, they say Ata, uh, Ata, but like we're yeah we're Americans, so we're gonna say Ada. So they put the kid in the in the in the crib. Actually, and... I, I just realized something else. When they first take the kid in, they're very unsure of how to treat the kid because the kid you don't know this at first. It, it it's swaddled from the neck down, so you just see the lamb head, and they put it like they wash it and they put it in a little bed like a tub with some straw in it, like still like treating it like a lamb over time when they become more comfortable then they get a crib then they start dressing it up then they change its diet and yeah kind of maria is like 100 into it from the get-go yeah she is immediately there's a, a baby with a lamb's head and she's like well this is my baby now and i'm taking care of it ingvar is like kind of hesitant you can tell at first but then there's the scene where he sees maria cradling the lamb baby and singing to it he pretty quickly after that is on board as well yeah and does have has a moment where he he's driving off in the tractor and just kind of starts breaking down and crying and now because of state's notes i realized that was him like kind of finally mourning their previously the children they tried to have and kind of just coming to terms with that and then being able to move on which she did by driving the tractor to the bar <laughs> gonna drive this thing to the bar <laughs> it's gonna take three days but it'll be worth it oh god i can't afford a kid where's he gonna go to school i guess grendel could teach him <laughs> oh man I'm gonna have to share weekends with the grendel <laughs> <laughs> okay i think i think you're right i think he is driving into town where the fuck is he? <laughs> like this is i think out of their pasture range at this point Next shot is of, is of him on in that thing, like, on a city street. This is my new favorite movie. <laughs> it was funny. We didn't know they had, like, a proper... They have, like, a Land Rover. They have, like, a proper car. But they drive the tractor so much. And for such long distances, we were like, they must drive that shit into town. Like, how else do they get into civilization? Apparently, that's not correct. But, hey. And then the Grendel didn't show up yet. Yeah, and then the Grendel didn't show up yet. Which, we again... 
I think we were we weren't being impatient because this entire time that they're 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 falling more in love with with Ada and they're raising her more and more. Ada's real mom, the sheep, is constantly baying at them, bugging them over and over and over again. It's like, getting oh, out of the barn and like coming up to their window. Yeah, to do where, where they have Ada sleep in the crib. So like, mom's not happy. Yeah. So it is from here we meet our third only human, not part sheep character. This is like the smallest cast I've seen in a long time. I cannot remember. Yeah. He, he, Bloody um, Pit of Horror had like 10 people. Bloody Pit of Horror felt like a fucking like ensemble uh, Coen Brothers film compared to this. I did want to make a note that I eventually watched the riff tracks of Bloody Pit of Horror. I think my favorite bit of the riff tracks is they usually have a joke for everything. When they got to the spider room, you just heard Bill go, oh, come on. Everyone get used to it. We're never going to stop talking about Bloody Pit of Horror. I don't think so. <laughs> Rare is it that your pilot is so fucking strong, you know? Yeah. So it's then that we meet Peter. Some people drive up in a car. They toss Peter out of their car along with his cell phone. Yeah. Tell him to fuck off. And how I immediately describe Peter, he has on like jeans and a leather jacket. But he looks like Icelandic Ron Swanson. Yeah, a little um, bit taller, a little bit more built, but very, like the beard. It really is the yeah, beard. Yeah, it really is the beard. Yeah. He is tossed out by some people who apparently are sick of his shit. We, the viewers, will quickly become sick of his shit. But yeah, Peter eventually shows up on the farm. It's established that he is the brother of Ingvar, and I'm getting ahead of myself. It's hard not to because there's not a lot of plot points in this movie. Okay. This is important, though. Peter finds his way to the barn and, like, sleeps on a couch. And while this is happening, Maria keeps having dreams of evil sheep. Okay, okay, yes. I want sheep to haunt your nightmares. This is gonna be good. Eat us some straw. We are very <laughs> hungry. Ada's mother is still outside their window making sheep noises. And she decides she's had enough of Ada's mother and grabs a gun that they have in the barn goes to where Ada's mother has is oh she drags Ada's mother out into a field shoots her and buries her in a very like malicious fuck you this is my kid type of scene you know just point blank shoots her in the head grabs her by the horn drags her buries her no fucks given he was woken up too in like the middle of the night which by the way yeah other than the opening there is no night because Iceland's geographical location is like, there's just long stretches of permanent day. It's another horror movie where everything happens in the fucking daytime. And I think at that moment, we were just like, oh, well, you know, you're really pissing off the Grendel, you know, by doing this. <laughs> Probably shouldn't oh, man. do that. Grendel's going to be kissed. You killed his baby mama. Dog's just trying to say in dog, like, oh, this is how you get fucked up by the Grendel, right? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta kill the Grendel's wife and not expect the Grendel to show up. <laughs> you took the Grendel's baby. You murdered the Grendel. Have you not read anything of Beowulf? You all went to school, I assume. I'm a dog and I know this. <laughs> You're just gonna parade Grendel's baby's mama out in front of the Grendel. Okay. I'm sorry, but you're kind of digging your own grave here. Really? You're not even going to turn that into food? That's stupid. So then we kind of get to meet Peter a little more. And Peter comes in, and Ingvar is, like, welcoming of his of his brother. Yeah. Ingvar is welcoming of his brother. Oh, you need a place to crash. That's cool. Uh, we'll feed you. We'll, we'll get you taken care of. Oh, hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> not even hey, by the way. Just having breakfast. Ada comes in. They're, you know... You can tell they decided, you know, we don't give two shits, you know, to deal with it. We have a lamb child. It's just that audience stand-in moment of Peter just going, what the fuck do I do in this situation? He legit has a moment like that where she comes in and she has dinner and then we cut to after dinner and Peter talks to uh, Ingvar and it's just like, so hey, what the fuck? And, and I like that Ingvar, like straight up tells him right there, hey, look. I don't have to explain shit to you, and I'm not going. I'm happy. We're happy. So, you know, if you're going to stick around, that's it. There's no <laughs> drawn-out philosophical dilemma. At least it's not spoken, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's just Ingvar straight up playing me and like, hey, if you could, like, not be a dick about this, that would be great. Mm -hmm. But, of course, Peter is a dick about things anyway. Peter is a total dick about everything. <sighs> He's a dick. Peter's a dick. The message of this movie is Peter's a dick. And he didn't even die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
Peter doesn't die. Uh, and he was the most should have died character in this movie. The fuck? The doggo dies. It's not fair. God damn it. Also, there's a dog, everybody. There's an adorable sheepdog. There's so an adorable weird. sheepdog that plays fetch and is a good doggo. Very, very good. And yeah, honestly, for the first 20 minutes we were watching this movie, we were like waiting for something to happen, but like the other parts was we're like, ha, sheep are cute. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of just adorable animal moments, including one where an animal just kind of photobombed the, the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's going on? We were talking about that. Like, they had to wait for those sheep to get pregnant and give birth. Like, get the cameras set up. Whatever happens, happens. Because we're only going to get this a few times. So that was definitely yeah. like, you know, keep it in, whatever. So they start making Peter help out on the farm since he's staying with them. And Peter continues in like, hey, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. You're all fucked up for being a part of this. Right. Then one night, while Maria and Ingvar are asleep... Peter grabs the gun that Maria used to kill Ada's mother and takes Ada out to a field, is absolutely about to kill her. But then we cut to a next cut to the next scene. Maria goes looking for where Ada is because Ada's not where she fell asleep. And Peter's asleep and Ada's asleep on top of her. And it's it's adorable. One of only two redeemable moments for Peter in the film, and this is definitely one of them. Oh, oh, we, we also kind of skipped over. Peter made a clumsy pass at Ada. Not yeah. Ada. Well, he didn't try to fuck the sheep. <laughs> Maria. Maria. And Maria says, Peter. like, establishes quickly, like, this has been a pattern, and don't yeah. do this. Stop yeah. ruining no. everything F you have. Fuck off. Don't try, don't try and ruin this. Right. We're giving you a place to stay. Don't don't do this. You yeah. keep trying to do this. And not stress enough that Peter was not trying to fuck the sheep baby. So yeah, P Peter warms up to Ada, but is still creepy Uncle Peter. Eventually, oh yeah, this is where we get the shot we talked about earlier, where Maria is visiting a grave, and we see that the name on the grave is Ada. Looking back on it, yeah, dead dead child. <laughs> I can see a couple just being very very defeated, very like you know. Not necessarily like, you know, we're going to call it quits on the relationship, but this this hurts things, you know. Also, since there have been a few shots establishing this since then, we, we talked about how in the opening 20 minutes they seemed very like cold and distant from each other. We've we've seen Ingvar and Maria be a little more intimate, become be a little closer yeah. to each other, yeah. which is further further established in a scene after this where Ingvar and Maria bone down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They, they, they send, down hard. They send Peter and Ada out to go, sorry, Ada, to go out and to fish in also the nice, you know, lake that this couple owns. They own everything in Iceland. So Uncle Peter goes fishing with Ada and, you know, develops, I mean, Ada can't speak really, but develops kind of a rapport with her where she talks yeah. about like, oh, like how, how he was raised with Ingvar and stuff like that. And while they're fishing, Ingvar is also fishing. And he is, he is ordered takeout. <laughs> and good guy Ingvar. Good on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm lost. Well, we're trying not to rush to the end because, again, there are very few plot points in this movie on purpose. Yeah, um, yeah. And Sade, Sade, you fucking rule. Sade has done two things, many things, but like two things that I want to call out here. Number one, Sade has provided us notes that he took during our watching of just kind of providing the plot points. And at the end, has put fine or Phoenix. <laughs> fine. Fine. That also has some editor's commentary. The significance of Maria burying Ada's mother instead of using the meat the way you would actually like with livestock depicts what is a common and natural part of farm life as something closer to murder. And yeah, we, we did call that out of like, what really? You're not even going to eat Ada's mother? No, that was like, fuck you. You're dead. You're gone. The very, and I think this is kind of where the, the biblical association really just kind of ends because it, it kind of delves more into the folklore territory. And this is where I don't want to say the horror ramps up more because it just doesn't until the very fucking end of this movie, but it's definitely taking a little bit of a tonal shift. It, you're very conflicted this entire movie because we called it very, very early on of like, okay, you're taking this baby from its mother who is actually a sheep. And I know that you want to raise the, this child as your own, but you know, there's got to be comeuppance for this. There's no way that something doesn't happen. Yeah. And they are yeah. good parents, but how do you tell someone who's been trying for long, you know, so long to have a kid that they fucked up and they really, you know, 
at least the universe is saying, no, you don't deserve this kid. And there's going to be, you know, there will be blood. It's not an easy thing to think about. Oh, absolutely. So they bone down. Then they have then they have a little party. Then they watch <laughs> what we assumed was soccer, but they're they're apparently watching a handball game and getting very upset about it. And they're knocking back a few. They're they're all having a few drinks, but Ingvar, for the most part, it seems to be seems to be putting them down. And to Peter's credit, like when he gets back from fishing, Ingvar offers his brother, "Hey, do you want some wine?" He says, "Like, no, no, I shouldn't." Again, not telling, but showing that Ingvar knows he has a problem with drinking, and he knows he gets into trouble when he does it. But then the very next scene, like. Like he has a sip and the next scene he's already you know down in a beer so you're like oh okay yeah people drinking people drinking a lot the dad and uncle knocking knocking back several several drinks mm-hmm. having a few sups as it were the game isn't going their way ada seems confused by uh, all of this much like me uh, when my parents were watching the game i also wanted to leave yeah i've only in recent years gotten into football but for in the entirety of my childhood didn't give a single shit also my favorite sports movie movie called the goon if anyone's ever seen it oh uh, okay my brother watched that he said to watch it i probably should at this point yeah it's a good film oh when they're drinking it's also revealed that peter apparently was in a knockoff depeche mode synthwave band (laughs) this is my favorite it's it's pretty great because it's the (laughs) other redeemable peter moment where we're like okay I kind of respect Peter more. Oh, Peter. They, they turn off the game because the other team lost and they're sad. And Maria's like, hey, let's do something and cheer ourselves up. Pulls out a fucking VHS, puts it in, and it's young Peter in an 80s-tastic synthwave music video. Also, uh, we get maybe a little background because it yeah. looks like some of the people in the video with Peter are the people who tossed him out of the car earlier in the film. Actually, I'm going to ask you this. When you saw Peter tossed out the car, what did you assume was happening there? Who were they? Okay. Why was it happening? Yeah. Can admit I was very fucking confused. Yeah. Because when Peter first shows up, wakes up in the barn and Ingvar is talking to him, we briefly didn't know if he fucking knew this guy. Yeah, it was very unclear. It looked like they just kicked a dude out of out of a car and he walked to whatever was nearby and found the barn. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's where he was going. Ingvar mentions at some point that it was that Peter owes money to some people. Yeah. But man, it's yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. My first thought was like I did think he owed them money, but it was like kind of tied up with drugs or something and maybe this is you know iceland doesn't just you know fucking shoot your ass dead there they just go and drop you off in the middle of nowhere but again like how would that work because iceland's a small country you would just show back up (laughs) (laughs) so it's revealed yeah one of the people in the music video was the driver of the car that dropped him off and she's like i think she's playing the guitar or something i forget maybe a guitar yeah but it's also hinted towards earlier than this when they're cleaning out the old shed and Peter finds his old drum set and is perfectly competent at playing. So they actually do lead up to that very, very well. It's it's nice how they yeah. do that. You watch the music video. They're, they're having a grand old time. Peter and Maria are, are dancing along to the song with Ada. Yeah. While this is happening, the, the fucking Grendel shows up. <laughs> and we don't see the Grendel. Movie, movie, I love you. Yeah. You gotta stop teasing the Grendel like this. Yeah. Do something Give with us it. some Grendel. We want the Grendel. Wait. Oh, oh shit. shit. Wait for it. Come on. Even if it's just a giant ass. Yes. Fucking. Look at inter- oh. Is it the Grendel? Oh. No, Poppy. Oh. Ah. No. I wanted everyone but you to die. Mostly Peter. The Grendel unfortunately kills the dog, whose name is just Dog, as yeah, far as we say, can tell. Can we name the dog? Because Ingvar didn't. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know if it's maybe the fault of the translators who did Possibly. the subtitles, but anytime he calls for the dog, the, the subtitles just say dog. Yeah. If you're the type of person who, like, has a dog, a lifelong companion that's also your sheepdog, you're going to name that thing. If you don't yeah. name that thing, you're probably a psycho. And I don't want to meet you. It reminds me of a joke I heard from someone. I think it was a Dave Barry joke. He's talking about the song Horse With No Name. The, I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. And it's like, you know what, dude? You're in the desert. You're, you're on presumably a long, a long trail, you know, trying to get through the desert to survive. Name the fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? So, yeah, Ada wanders outside because she's bored. The dog has just been like presumably staring at the Grendel this entire time, you know, waiting for something to happen. And in 
the reflection of Ada's eye, we see the outline of Grendel. Then, unfortunately, Pupper runs off and, you know, being the good dog that they are, gets killed. Ada is fine. So we now know that the Grendel's at large, but the adults do not. Yes. Also, I need to stress to everyone listening, we decided it was the Grendel. (laughs) (laughs) No point in the film. I'm sorry. If your opening of your film is some heavy breathing monster creature walking through a fucking snowy Icelandic wilderness, how am I supposed to not think of anything other than the Grendel? Just so everyone listening is aware, we decided it was the Grendel. No point in this film is the name the Grendel actually stated. I, I don't want to put our editor through this, but I do. I I may just go back and listen and like count how many times we say Grendel while watching this movie. It's a lot. It was a lot. Because there's like there's long stretches where nothing happens and we're just like, okay. And then the Grendel pops out. (laughs) Grendel killed the dog. That's unfortunate. And we go back to inside and Ingvar's had a few, had a few too many. And they put Ingvar to bed. Ada gets in bed with him and in in snuggles. And it's very, very very adorable. There's so many cute ass moments in this. Yeah. And while he's in bed, Peter tries to put the moves on Rhea again for the second time that we've seen but he's a little he's a little more forward this time kind of has her backed into a corner a little bit yeah she seems to give in and kiss him only to distract him not long enough to <laughs> toss him into a room and lock the door locks his ass in the supply closet <laughs> and it's fucking great it's great very well executed ha- had us very like oh no maria don't do this yeah, but like her plan all along was just to lock his ass in the drunk tank as fuck you, Peter. Yeah, really. <laughs> Next morning, everyone's, you know, covering up, and Maria opens the door. Peter is asleep in a sleeping bag that he apparently found in the laundry room he'd been locked in. And Maria drives him to a bus stop, gives him some money, and tells him to fuck off. Oh, and, um... Not in so many words, but... Essentially. Like, is this a bus stop, I hope? You're not just dropping him off? Yeah. Later. <laughs> Could technically just walk back. Have fun, Petey. <laughs> okay, it's a bus stop. That's good. And the bus driver is the Grendel. <laughs> I would be so psyched. That fucking happened. And Ingvar is still passed out at this point. So she she very, yeah. very, planned this very, very well. Oh, yeah. We were wondering what the significance of the tractor breaking down was earlier. But yeah. this, this, it brings us to this. So earlier in the movie, Peter took Ada out fishing at her in the, in the tractor that we keep talking about. But the tractor broke down at one point, and he walks her the rest of the way. Right. So at this point in the movie, that, that happened way earlier, but at this point in the movie, while Maria is out taking Peter to the bus stop, Ingvar takes Ada to, to go fix the tractor, which was just left abandoned, essentially. Yeah, it just stopped working out there. And, you know, it is at this point, we get what we've always wanted, <laughs> what we had been hoping for the entire film, and I don't care what anyone says. Uh, we get the fucking Grendel, <laughs> who appears to be like, you know, just a, a half man, half ram, kind of a satyr. Giant giant goatman, but like bipedal, just, yeah, very tall, very muscular, angry, had this been, angry looking fucker. Had this been any other film, I would have laughed yes. so fucking hard at the sight of this goat man with a gun. Whoa, shit. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, damn. Okay. I mean, you kind of shot the wrong person, but it's yeah. Come visit Norway. We have giant sheep men. Come visit Norway. The Grendel has a gun. Be <laughs> <laughs> an APP out on a Grendel, armed and dangerous. Or <laughs> well, not an APP, a bolo, oh. I guess. In retrospect, it is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> it's it's just, I don't know. We we were. <clears throat> we were waiting for Grendel for so damn long. And, You're waiting and... for Grendel, and we got this, and we decided this is Grendel. Yeah, and and Grendel, Grendel caps our poor boy. Grendel shoots poor Ingvar, who didn't do anything wrong. No, in, in the same, but in the same sense that you know the the lamb mom didn't do anything wrong. True, and it's not like it's not like Ingvar didn't know what they were doing. They were taking the yeah. child away. So yeah, yeah it's, he didn't. It's... So it's kind of an eye for an eye in that sense. Very much. But yeah, 
Ingvar gets capped and is left dying, and Ada tries to snuggle with him like she did earlier when when when, when he was drunk and they were they were they had a nap together. But uh, the Grendel takes Ada's arm and pulls her away and takes her away from them. And Ada. Ada's not happy about it. Misses her dad. Ada does not seem to want to go. It's, it's rough. And then... Yeah. Then Maria returns from dropping off Peter and... Uh, and finds and finds Ingvar on there. Apparently, a four million mile stretch of land, which was... 100,000 uh, acres. But she finds dead Ingvar. And Ingvar... He's not quite dead when she finds her, but he, he passes soon after. Yeah, and he's barely lucid. And we kind of end on Maria kind of reflecting on what's happened and maybe sort of implied that she sees the Grendel, maybe, uh, but, but not quite. distance, yeah, like seeing them just like leaving and she knows she can't do anything about it. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> it's not a happy ending, for sure. It is, it is not a happy ending, but very much in line with kind of like the folk tale origins of what's going on. It's a cautionary tale, uh, or maybe yeah. not even cautionary, just kind of like, th- th- these are the consequences of cradle robbing, essentially. Yeah. Like, this is what's going to happen. Uh, it's one thing to rescue a child who's been abandoned. It's another thing to literally take them from their mother. And the movie does a wonderful job of playing with your perceptions and your expectations. Because, like I said, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Not this exactly, but we knew this is going to be recompense. To some extent, anyone who watches this understands yeah. something's going to happen. Some it, consequences are coming. There is a looming threat that just hangs over this movie for 85 minutes straight of just yeah. always there in the background. And it, it happens, and it doesn't make the comeuppance any easier to process, but you're like, yeah, we told you. Yeah, if you just Google like a picture of what the Grendel looks like <laughs> in this movie, and it shows you a picture of the Ram Man holding the gun... It's probably one of the sillier looking things you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> Out of context. But, it abs- yeah. but this movie absolutely earns it. It does. It does. I, uh, yeah, no, everything was handled very, very well in this movie. I have a spider room moment. Do you have one? Oh, let me let me hear yours. Mine is straight up Ingvar maybe passing out, maybe having a premonition. I don't know. Just running through a marshland <laughs> with the dog and then falling and then getting up and then getting close to the camera and just yelling out Ada. And then everything's fine and we just go to the next scene. I, I still yes. don't know what that was. That is that is a great spider room moment. I'm going to say we've already talked about my spider room moment. It is the moment where we like we don't quite know where the movie's going, mm-hmm. but we, we know where the movie's going to end up. There's still like 40 minutes left of the film. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's gotta be Peter's music video. <laughs> it's straight up like knockoff Depeche Mode, maybe a little Duran Duran. Little oh, fuck, who did Cars? Gary Newman? Gary Newman. Like, I got Gary Newman vibes from it too. Like, it, yeah. it was wonderful. It's a little, tiny little yeah. snapshot in music history, and it was wonderful. Yeah, that, that was for sure my Spider Room moment. All right. So that's the movie. Overall, I really fucking enjoyed it. It was great. This is one I might suggest to... I I have kind of a little movie night going with my parents that we very infrequently do because they're traveling a lot. But when it's my turn again, I think I might put on Lamb because I I think I want to see their reactions. And I I want... Also, I just want to watch this again. I want to watch this because I know I've missed stuff and I know that I haven't made certain connections. This movie is on the nose with its themes but I think the acting and just the, the the lack of dialogue really allows you to take time and fill in things in your head. And I want to do that again, because I know we have not discussed everything about this movie that we can, but this is our first viewing, as a lot of these episodes are going to be. I really liked it. A24 continues to impress. I've yet to see a 24 film that I don't like. I wish more movies were like this. They are just like, yeah, it's like a weird ass concept, but they craft something very wonderful and special around it. Also more films, more horror films specifically that happen in pure daylight. Cause we've had two now yes. in recent history, this and Midsommar. Good movie. Yeah, no, go check it out. We, uh, we watched it on prime <laughs> by the time this comes out, it might be elsewhere, but worth the price of admission for sure. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Worth, worth a rental. I, what are we gonna concoct for this movie okay i'm gonna put something out there right now something i have had as as our base liquor 
Okay. There is a vodka called uh, Reka. Oh. Uh, it is a Nordic vodka, I believe, made in Iceland. I think it's Icelandic, um, yeah. One of the best vodkas I've ever had. That is going to be our base spirit. I 100% agree. I think that's... I've had Reka multiple times now. I just bought a bottle of it when I've been on a, a vodka kick. It's great. Yeah, no, very smooth. Very, very, very good. So what kind of what kind of cocktail do we... What kind of vodka cocktail do we want? So, I mean, vodka's nice because it's just... It goes with so many things. Yeah, um, you can mix vodka with basically anything. I, I kind of want to make this a very, like, pastoral, down-on-the-farm drink. Let me think. I, ha- I had something in my head for, like, a garnish, but I don't want to get to that until the end. Because, like, this movie, and this is how I would want it reflected in the cocktail, is it's strong, but it also has just so much heart. There's so many mm. heartwarming, emotional Damn moments it. in here. When I think when I think a vodka drink that has heart, something homey. Yeah. I think a mule. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So a mule we we typically want with our vodka ginger beer or something similar and lime juice. So lingonberries. Uh, a lingonberry mule. <laughs> uh, uh, so Akavit is a it's a liquor made from lingonberries, which is Scandinavian. And I don't know if it's particularly Icelandic, but it's definitely like in that region of Scandinavia. And I know that's kind of deviating a little bit from the mule format, but if we could have no, 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 it's it's almost like a gin botanical. It's almost like a slow gin. It's uh, lingonberry is is very very similar to cranberry in flavor. Yeah. Yeah, a um, little bit more hearty, I would say. Yeah. If you go straight ginger beer, Reka vodka, lime juice, and a lingonberry, which, whatever you said that liqueur was. Uh, Akavit. Akavit. I think we got something there. Yeah. I mean, I want to go fucking try this. I've been trying to like reintroduce Akavit into my, my drinking diet for a while now. Oh, God. I've got a story, actually. The last time I had Akavit was my friends and I went to a the Nordic Festival up in northern San Diego County. And like someone had set up a Norse underworld themed escape room, which was fucking awesome. Before and after they like had some food, just like, you know, it's basic barbecue stuff with like a Norwegian, cause it was put on like the, by the Norwegian Society of San Diego, but it had like some nice some broths and stuff. And they just like had Akavit out that you could just order shots of. And I was like, fuck yeah, I haven't had Akavit in ages. But my favorite part of that outing other than like just being able to throw axes for half an hour because they just let us was when we were in the second room a troll just um no not troll a giant because we were in i forget in my sorry my my fucking i'm drunk anyway point is <laughs> a, a, an ice giant pops out and just starts like very good actor like dude's tall is owning it but then like he's doing a very harsh guttural voice and then eventually it kind of slips and but he like he, he just leans into him and goes i suddenly turned into vegeta kakarot you didn't come to my birthday party <laughs> and, we put, and then we all just started laughing <laughs> We all started laughing and he realized quickly, okay, everyone's the same age in this room. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so Reka, vodka, Akavit, lime juice, uh, ginger beer. And ginger beer. Do we want a garnish? Because I was thinking we maybe we like pay homage to the, the flower crown. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a daisy um, or wildflower, but something like that. I I I occasionally garnish with mint on a mule. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Go out and find some wildflowers and just put them in there. Yeah. No, garnish there. garnish with wildflowers. Yeah. Wash um, them. But, yeah. Yeah. Wash them. Make <laughs> sure they're edible. Don't poison yourself. Yeah. And there's a Moscow Buell, and now we have the Iceland lamb. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. I fuck. Oh, man. Yeah, I would absolutely drink this. Maybe tomorrow, if I have time, I'll go out and uh, I'll pick this up because maybe, yeah, no, I, I really want to try this. This sounds fun. You know what? I, a great a great movie inspired a wonderful drink. I love this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think I should do? Another Irish car bomb. I think I should sink one and drink one. All right. Ah. Well, I hope that you all <sighs> enjoyed the episode. Go watch Lamb. Go watch Lamb, absolutely. Go watch Lamb. Give give this some. Uh, as as some much time. as we as much as we did not recommend the Bye Bye Man, uh, you should absolutely watch this film. Yeah, this one is a yes. Bye Bye Man was a no. Bye Bye Man was a no. no. Just just don't. No, don't don't do it. Don't give them money. We already did, and that was <laughs> enough people. Who decided to release an unrated version? Someone who's a genius because it got us to pay them. I I saw that movie twice. Oh my god. <laughs>
yeah so hope you've enjoyed the podcast go hit us up on twitter and the discord in the comment section let us know what you've thought about lamb let us know if there's anything that you think we should watch for the podcast and make sure to use if you're on twitter or other social media hashtag jameson tapes so uh you can kind of get the word out there any parting words alan there's also the creative horror patreon if you want to if you want to donate to that that's how you get into the discord come find our alcoholism yeah buy us a few drinks other than that hey thanks for joining us yeah anyway this is over bye (laughs) bye the jameson tapes is hosted and created by alan cheney and abysme if you have a movie suggestion for the podcast please leave a comment message us on the creative horror discord or tweet at creative horror with the hashtag jameson tapes Creative Horror is a network of creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. Please visit us at creativehorror.com. This is a movie about Grendel. Although, I mean, if I had to live in fear of Grendel every winter, I probably wouldn't say much either. God damn it. Fucking Grendel got into the barn again. (laughs) (laughs) Grendel. I'm saying we could go back in time and kill Grendel. You know, Grendel killed John F. Kennedy. <laughs> you don't you know that's when Grendel comes out? You set out the Grendel traps, right? We have a child support check in the mail. Do you know who the Grendel is? <laughs> Grendel, comma, the. What the fuck? I guess Grendel could teach him. Oh, man. We're going to have to share weekends with the Grendel. <laughs> oh, I, the Grendel. <laughs> that's how Grendel gets in. This is little, literally fucking teeming with Grendels. <laughs> <laughs> and the Grendel has visitation. <laughs> this is a fruit-eating place. And then the Grendel pops in. You happen to know the Grendel? <laughs> he dated. Dog's just trying to say in dog, like, you know this is how you get fucked up by the Grendel, right? <laughs> You're gonna kill the Grendel's wife and not expect the Grendel to show up? <laughs> you took the Grendel's baby. You're just gonna parade Grendel's baby's mama out in front of the Grendel. I have a confession, brother. Grendel sent me here. <laughs> gonna need you to watch the moors. Make sure Grendel will come in. And uh, be on the lookout for the Grendel. Do they not know about Grendel? Hope you get eaten by the Grendel. Two hours from the Grendel. In every <laughs> and then the Grendel got her. Oh man, we got it started, but the Grendel... You gotta stop teasing the Grendel like this. Yeah. Do Just something give with us it. some Grendel. It's the Grendel. We want the Grendel. Hey, the Grendel! Oh! I'm half Grendel. Yeah, there's the Grendel in the background the entire time. <laughs> it's been stalking us. You, me, Grendel. God, I hope you're the first to get killed by the Grendel. Close your door! Seriously. <laughs> the place is probably crawling with Grendels. And the bus driver is the Grendel! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the Grendel to appear from behind the bus. It didn't happen. <laughs> Did you rob us of a Grendel sighting? An APP ad on a Grendel? <laughs> Armed and dangerous. <laughs> Where not? It's the Grendel, you dumbass.